Third down and five at the 40. Hendrickson is back in there for the Bengals. Tannehill steps forward. Popped up in the air. Intercepted. Logan Wilson's got it for Cincinnati with 20 seconds to play. A huge play for the Bengals' D. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday after a crazy division round weekend in the NFL. Now we look forward to the conference title games. We looked last hour, first thoughts on the NFC title game, and now let's do the AFC here. Chiefs. At home, fair by seven points over the Cincinnati Bengals. Total on the game, 53 and a half. Now, what makes this game intriguing beyond two great quarterbacks, two great young quarterbacks, the rise of the Bengals and Burrow, is we just saw this game. And it was the Bengals winning this game in a very impressive fashion. They're the only team over the last, what, three months now to, to really to beat the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs have been on an incredible run. They turned their season around. The Chiefs have played great football, just knocking down opponents in their way. It doesn't matter what you throw at them, except one game on the road in Cincinnati late in December. Bengals needed it more, but they beat the Chiefs, and they scored on the Chiefs. One thing, and then last night there was a lot of scoring, but I, I would say for the most part, the Chiefs defense did a pretty good job. I mean, they, they had the – what was the score? 26-21 with two minutes to go against Josh Allen. Yes. That game yep. got crazy with two minutes to go. But there's one team within the context of regulation that, that has scored on the Chiefs consistently in three months, and that's Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and it sets up this game on Sunday. Well, you know what? Let's look at the Chiefs' defense. When they go against good quarterback play, so in the playoffs, you have this, the, the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger, and then you had Josh Allen snapping. Thanks like one of the great performances we've seen in the postseason in a loss. And you you mentioned Burrow. We'll get to that. There was Denver to close the regular season. You throw that out with their poor quarterback play. They play Pittsburgh again week 16. You, you throw that out with poor quarterback play. And there was also that game against Herbert. And Herbert looked pretty good. Um, that one going to overtime. Of late, when they play good quarterbacks, they have, they have not looked well. And the, that was... Was this a game when Burrow really came onto the scene? I mean, we all know <laughs> yeah. he's great, but then it was like, hold up. He might be top five good. Yep. 400, 446 yards, four touchdowns, no interception. Jamar Chase, 266, three scores when he locked up the offensive rookie of the year. Uh, Cincinnati won in yardage. They, uh, they led in yards per play. Yards per pass, there was a big gap between Burrow and Mahomes. It was 9.4 compared to 7.4 for Mahomes. But they were in Cincinnati, something that you do have to keep in mind. Tyreek and Kelsey did not have big games. Even though Kansas City had over 400 total yards, Tyreek only 40 receiving yards, Kelsey only 25 receiving yards. Neither of them scored a touchdown. The Chiefs really uh, got their points via the ground game, which I think right. is pretty interesting. I don't think we're going to see that again. How did uh, how did Cincinnati do against Mahomes? What did he have in that passing? Oh, a lot. Oh, two fifty nine for Mahomes. It's That's not that down. much compared yeah. to what Burrow did. Wow, you're right. Four forty six. How many touchdowns did he have in that game, Mahomes? Two scores, looks like. 
Yeah. Two fifty nine passing and two scores. Yeah. Yeah. Two, I mean, two so in the air, was, two, two in the ground. He was twenty six of thirty five. I mean, he was seventy. I mean, basically seventy five percent. He was insanely efficient. But you're right. I mean, compared to other games he's had, you guys are right. It's, it wasn't ridiculous. I think the the question is, will the Bengals be keeping pace or will they be playing catch up? Because both these teams can score. So wow. that's a great point. Bengals defense early in games this year has been bad. They're 29th in the NFL first quarter DVOA on defense. Like I, I think the most realistic scenario is they're behind and can Burrow bring them back. That That's what at, this matchup feels like. At this point, we don't have team totals. Uh, the over hit, that, that total was 51.5 this morning. We're 53.5, right. right? It should be higher based on what we've seen. Mm-hmm. And, and the Bengals didn't score a ton. They didn't have to score a ton against the Titans. Uh, this Week 17 game that everybody's going to reference, it's funny, though, because they each had nine drives and they each had 23 first downs. Neither team turned it over right. in this game. It is, they scored wow. 65 points. There were zero zero turnovers in the last night's game, Buffalo-KC, right? Yes. So, so is that going to happen again? It could. There is that possibility with this high-level quarterback play. My first thought on this game is... Over. Me too. Over. Yeah. So it's interesting. If you look back at favorites this big in conference championship weekend since 2004, favorites of a more than a touchdown at this point in the postseason are winning at 65%, 15 and 8. There have been 23 conference championship games since 04 with spreads of seven and a half, seven or more, right? We're more than a touchdown here, seven and a half. There's a reason when a team is favored by this much late in the postseason. They, they cover it 65% of the time. There's, there's a gap, at least a perceived gap between the teams. Now, it's going to be enticing to take Joe Burrow in seven and a half points. And we'll see where the number closes and what happens throughout the week. But it's going to mm-hmm. be enticing to do that. I just, history is telling us, at least, you know, last 15 or so years, that the favorite is the favorite for a reason this late in the postseason. Yeah, that's funny because I. I think the total is the better play in this game, but if you're forced me to pick a side right now on Monday morning, a lot of information uh, to be had over the over the week, um, I'd definitely go with the dog getting a touchdown. It's hard not to, right? It's Joe Burrow, a really good can, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and they could come back and they could score quick. I mean, that's that's the one thing you saw yesterday with the Bills. I mean, lightning quick scores, and with the receiving core that that Burrow has, now he can't make the off schedule plays like Allen running around and making a play like on third, fourth, and thirteen. But if Joe Burrow has time in the pocket, those receivers are insane. Jamar Chase, doesn't it feel like it's, every time Jamar Chase gets yeah. the ball in his hand, it could just go to the house? I got a touchdown. Is Jamar Chase going to be the best receiver on the field? Yes. I, I think so. But yeah, Tyreek Hill's so. unreal. So good. Peace. What he did yesterday <laughs> was crazy. That was awesome. He's so – when I watch him, and imagine what that's like in real time when you're on the field as he zooms past you. Running like, he, for 60 yards. Looks, looks like it's impossible to catch him on television. Just imagine being on that same field. Like, what do you do? It's like, watch if he it. gets a crack, if he gets a crack, it's it's over. He's going. Like, there's a few players in NFL history that can get the ball at the 50 across the field, not like on a fly pattern where they catch it and go. Like, he's going across the field and scores from the 50. I'd like to see the list of players. I'm sure we can find out with next-gen stats and how they track everything. I, I don't know how many players are faster than Tyreek Hill. Uh, I, I, don't, I would say none. Oh, ever yeah. you mean or right now? Ever. 
Yeah, I, maybe none. I mean, he's unbelievable. Wow. The one thing about this game that would worry me, and I would lean with you, Joe, to start the week. That's a lot of points, seven and a half. Aaron, you you kept bringing up that Bengals offensive line. I just, how do you keep winning in the playoffs if you can't block? They beat the Raiders, they beat the Titans, but they beat Derek Carr and they beat Ryan Tannehill. How do you keep? How do you score enough with Joe Burrow if you can't block from? He was sacked nine times, nine times. They still won the game. The uh, the Bengals have not been touchdown underdogs all season long. The uh, the largest they were an underdog all year. We go back to game number seven for them at Baltimore. They were six and a half point underdogs. Do you recall how that ended up? They won going away. 41 to 17 winners. I'm not saying that's going to repeat. Just saying biggest underdog all season long when they're playing their best football of the season as well. If you want to do an underdog money line parlay, it's plus 812 on FanDuel. <laughs> Remember before the season, uh, before the playoffs started, we, we, we threw out the uh, the fun, you could guess the Super Bowl on, uh, on FanDuel. Oh. I... Eight, you said eight to one on a, uh, underdog money line parlay. Yeah, I wonder what the correct matchup of Bengals 49ers would have been three weeks ago because my guess is something like a hundred to one. <laughs> like, yes, we get eight to one on this mo- underdog money line parlay. It probably would have been one hundred to one. So I know some people that did a four-team money line dog parlay this weekend. Oh, and they were they were this close. When did it end? Last night. Oh man! And it looked like you had it. With 13 seconds like to go, Gabe Davis had in the end zone? It. Yes. I, I did text one person I know that bet it. They have not responded yet. <laughs> oh. You better check on them again later. I'm in the sheets with Horvy right now. <laughs> Speak before, but do we think Horvath's going to be okay to do, the, do their show this no. week? No. No. He's tweeting for I was I was needling him too, and he's just like he's like trying to get me back. He's like, oh well, um, the Bears passed on Mahomes for Trubisky. I know, and I don't care because I hope they lose every game. Like that doesn't hurt. He anymore. went he went it's for over. me with the Illini too. I I saw that as well. Like he's just trying. I'm like, it's, I felt like Corby played it like he knew that the Packers were going to lose the game when he came on. Like he was, he was downplaying. Yes. Wow. But I guess deep down he didn't believe what he came on the show and said. Well, I mean, he's watched his quarterback lose a lot of games that he should win. Yeah. I mean, that's the and, truth. and I, you know, and and this guy Quentin Mayo, his co-host, is tweeting five minutes into the game. Over. Jimmy G looks cold. Packers by a million. You you got to respect someone who just tweets through it. Like he's just tweeting through it until he finds the light at the end of the tunnel. Got to respect. It's that not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He's gonna go yell. He's gonna start yelling at Mike Florio in a minute. It's just he's just he's angry, so he's yeah, lashing it's gonna, out. It's gonna be a scene when they uh, when the Packers trade Rodgers this offseason. He's gonna it's gonna be a lot for him. I don't think that's happening. Do you? Unless he, unless he asks out. Yeah, I think he's gone. Right. I I did think he would be. It would be one more year, but now that it's played out, where is he, he going? To go out like this. Well, okay. If you're Green Bay, you have to trade him to the AFC. Have to. Right, but if you're in Rodgers, why would he want to? Do why that? in God's name would you want to go to the AFC? Mm-hmm. Why'd you want to leave this this division that he's dominated year after Did year? Well, after he barked up a big tree about wanting like more control and more GM type responsibilities, maybe he can 
do that again and get some pieces in there. But now I, know. I know it means nothing. But what he said into the microphone on Saturday night was that he didn't want that. But mm-hmm. of course, he wants to see what they do. Right. Did you see you know, Chris sense. Chris Harris Jr. see his thing? He still plays for the Raiders. Chris Harris, the corner. No, I know who he is. I did not yeah. see what you're. So someone to. put up a uh, a picture of Rogers wearing a Broncos uniform, and he responded to it and said, "Peyton gonna have to recruit him. That's the only way he goes to Denver." And he said, "49ers, Saints, Indy, Vegas, his other spots." It's just interesting. A, a current player says this. Like, I don't know if there's any word around the league or just like his thought. It just he has an opinion as a, a current player, but 49ers, Saints, Indy, Vegas. You know, I don't. I'm not, I said this a week ago and nothing's happened since. I'm not positive we're done firing coaches this year. The, you right? The Sean Payton situation? Yes. If that's on the table, hello, Dallas. Hello. He can walk into the TV booth and be the best. He can be better than Roma right now, I think. Better than his former quarterback, Drew Brees. Um, getting that perspective from a guy just walking off the field would be phenomenal right. for us. And we saw it with the Manning cast. And but if that's out there, you think Jerry wouldn't make a move? I mean, of course we're would. still waiting for that. For to, Sean Payton, he had him there in Dallas. Yeah, he might he might go to Vegas. Like, you know, I mean, you know his name I, keeps coming up as they're well. They're talking to coaches, but they still have a coach, sort of. I know. Right? Maybe like, this I, is why Peter King had it this morning. This is the late. Like I said it last week. We're now a week later. Nobody's hired a coach. I think there's some. There's more dominoes that we don't understand yet, and maybe you're hitting on it. That are going to fall, and these are teams are like, I'm not hiring Joe Blow over here if if this guy becomes available. That's available. A Harbaugh, right. a Peyton, it changes everything. Is it possible that it had to take the Bills and the Bucks to lose, and or the Bucks to lose because those assistants are some of the top candidates, some of the top three or four guys? Could be. There's that too. Yeah, Day the Dayball. Yeah. I'm not Lucky. sure someone's going to hire Bowles though. I mean, I wouldn't hire Todd Bowles based on his first coaching tenure with the Jets. Yeah, just, yeah. I just think he's a he was blah as a head coach. I mean, he's obviously a good defensive mind. I mean, he's had a great career. Um, the other thing, you, you ever see Sean McVay's name is brought up in all these, like with these TV jobs? I wonder if Sean McVay's going to pull a Gruden one of these years. Like, come in like a comment yeah. and then out. Like, go to TV. You know, the Arizona one is very intriguing, and you get a, a pretty good young quarterback there, too. But I, I was talking about Rodgers. Why would you leave the NFC North? If you're a top-end coach, why would you want to go to the NFC West? <laughs> Good point. Good luck. I don't, Good luck. You want to go against McVay twice, Shanahan twice? I'm not signing up for that. And I, and I think Russell Wilson's still in the division. I mean, think about how good of a coach Pete Carroll's been for his career. He's getting run over by these guys now. And he's good. Yeah. Like, Pete Carroll's yeah. had a good career. This is not – he's not some slots. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, SpecQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. On the other side – We'll dive a little NBA, a little college hoops from the weekend. Yes, other sports were going on. You could bet on them. We'll give you our thoughts on what's been happening, what's going on tonight. Big game out west between the Jazz and the Suns. In 20 minutes from now, lightning bets. Some hoops up next. Joe O, Joe Gier, and Hawks for BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.